0: Listener production. Cheers. Market the S&P the ISX stocks. This is Motley Fool Money.
1: Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast whose pace of decline has thankfully slowed. I'm Scott Phillips. I'm not declining. He's Andrew Page. He's not declining either. In fact, we are growing. We are healthy. We are vibrant. We. I'll, I'll stop the pudding Andrew how are you mate I'm pretty good I'm pretty good how are you are you are you are you slowing your slump or are you in the prime of your life and accelerating away <clears throat>
0: um, I'd, l- I'd love to say it was always strong bottom left top right but you know it, <laughs> hopefully it's a bit of a sine curve with a gen- uh, you know, gently upward sloping curve but at the moment uh-huh. you know the curves the curve's facing upward so it's good. A bit
1: of sine curve maths nerdishness to beginning the whole podcast. I appreciate it. I'm going to say, mate, look, January's one of those months, isn't it? It's hard to not slump in January because it's kind of like you go through the year, it's so, like, oh, it's summer and people are on holidays and things are pretty good. And, you know, I've just been away. I just spent four days in your hometown. I saw. How was it? It was great. I yeah. went to Tamworth for the country music festival. For those who don't know, took my young bloke. He's ten. Uh, he actually had a passably good time, which was which was <laughs> a win. Uh, I like a bit of country music. We've been to Tamworth once before, uh, and my wife has been doing the vast bulk of looking after. Her and while well, we've had uh, the holidays, mm. and so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll take him away for four days. She can have some time to herself. We'll um we'll have a bit of fun. He actually had a really good time. Awesome. Mate. It, was, it was it was lots of fun. Play, people everywhere. You know, it's just a bit of a festivals. You know what? It's, yeah. I don't know. I'm an optimist by nature. I'm a bit of a Pollyanna. You know that. Festival's just kind of cool. Like it's, it's when everyone gets together to all collectively have a good time. And so you've just got that vibe. We've been to the Big Red Bash up in, up in Birdsville. Yeah, we've all been in different different events and whatevers. Yeah, yeah. Just, just everyone's in a good mood. It's just a really, feel like being on a, a holiday town, I guess, too, in summer. It's just, it's just a really good vibe. So it was, it was lots of fun. Saw some good acts. Uh, highly, highly recommend the trip. Tamworth's beautiful, as, as you well know. The drive mm-hmm. up there is just sensational. So I went to uh, Wallabadaw. The just outside yeah, Sambors, yes. yep. uh, which which the coffee shop uh, proclaims itself as the best coffee outside Italy. I can <laughs> say the coffee was very good. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that he. I, I like. I haven't, I haven't tested all the coffee outside Italy, uh, <laughs> but I, I love a bit of. I love a bit of. Um, what do they call that when they when they exaggerate in marketing? Uh, there's a term for it. Anyway, marketing. Along. I think it's just called <laughs> marketing. <laughs> why, why bother with the tautology, Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but it was. It, I mean, I had a, had a, had a great time. See, Have you had I'm a good not,
0: January so far? I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a massive country music fan, but right. the festival. It's. I totally know what you mean. It was just the whole place comes alive. It's such a good yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to go back and do it sometime. Yeah, January's really been sure. pretty good, mate. Um, <laughs> Personal anecdote: We've 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 been given the um, flick again by our current landlords, so we're back at back oh, at no. looking for houses. It's oh, going to be no. our seventh
1: house in ten years or something like that. Oh, brutal, mate, so man. that's that's always fun. So I you I'm should getting- have asked them. You should have, before you signed up. You should have said, "Look, we want to stay here for a long time. Is that okay with you guys?" If you'd done that, things yeah. would have been different, wouldn't they? Here's, here's a here's a little mini rant to get it going. <laughs> we always say that, right? Because I, I don't know we, that you, was what I know. I know. For, right? for, listeners, for listeners who are thinking I'm being a bit a bit cruel, uh, you and I have had this conversation.
0: Oh just such, I mean, uh, you know,
1: we've, we've probably been
0: unluckier than most, but it's, it's mm. always been, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No problem. They've got no intention. And Oh, okay, great. Can we sign a mm. five-year lease? And you know, the coffee gets spat out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, <laughs> and then go okay, but we can give you we can give you uh, eighteen months, but don't worry, you know it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, sure enough, it rocks around. It's like, no, they want to move back in, or no, they want to sell it. I was <laughs> <It's> like, ah. <"Ugh." laughs> so anyone out there who is is renting, and it is a, mm. a third of the population, yes. um, I know that uh, it's 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 pretty tough, and and um, rents are going up. Mm. Uh, the amount of stock that is available is just awful. We we looked at a few places. Recently on the weekend, and there was one place, uh, was 15 families rocked up. These aren't two bedroom units. We're looking for a family home kind of thing. And it was just, it was a cracked end, mate. It was just like falling to pieces. It's a thousand oh, bucks a mate. week rent. It's not yeah, cheap it's rent, crazy, right? Yeah. Hey and 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 then, I went to sort of look in the garage, and it was all locked up and the and the agent said, "Oh no, 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 the, the landlord stores all their stuff there. I thought, oh, for <laughs> God's sake, I can't even use the garage, <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's the Brutal. short that's the short Brutal. rant. It's like you shake your fist at the sky. Another one said, "Oh, we only do six month leases but but we'll just to see just to see that you know they're happy with you and <laughs> well if." If, if I'm paying rent and looking after the place, then that's they right. should be, and they should my be happy. What do you and want? and exactly. if, they, if yeah. I am not, then they have a thousand protections mm. to mm. to kick us out, if, if indeed uh, that is the case. The other thing that's that's um, I've changed, I know back way back in the day, you wanted mm. to look at a place, you go to the agent, they give you the keys, you know, go check it out and come back, let us know what you think. You'd mm. fill out like a one or two page form, just basic details and off you'd go. They've now all got these online portals and I'm yeah. short everything short of a blood test, man. Like, the, the, and these systems, like, take it from someone who's built a, an online platform. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's not easy, but these things look like mm. they're from mm. 2004. Mm. And and I'm really worried about like if you if you were to uh, hack into that, and I'm going to guess that it's not hard to because they're they're very just they're just awful mm. systems. Mm. Um, you've got all of our personal information. They wanted tax returns. They wanted. Um, just like everything that you could imagine now, obviously oh sorry, rant right off the bat here. Obviously this is a mini
1: rent for the record. We're, we're now into the, the, the regular size. Trust me. Still trust going. me. This is me. <laughs>
0: They, they, um, they, if I was a landlord, I would absolutely want to do some reference checks. But the, the crazy thing is, it's like, all you need to do is ring up our current agent and say, have they looked after the place? Have they paid the rent? We've given you all of our bank statements, everything, you know, it's just sort of like, I, I don't know what other protections you need. And, and, and the, these, other details are just so superfluous (laughs) and more to the point I'm just worried that as a a customer of both Medibank and Optus (laughs) maybe I shouldn't worry because my data is all is already (laughs) out on the dark web yeah yeah. but it just makes you think oh you don't need you and 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 it took like half an hour to fill out this form you don't get it and then it's like oh we've got
1: to do this every single time what a nightmare so anyway if you're out there and you're renting I feel your pain yeah, mate. Sorry to hear it. Hopefully, you find a good place Fingers quickly, crossed. and uh, and you can move move seamlessly. Uh, no, I guess you never move seamlessly. No. Right, you so almost I'm almost an octymoron. No. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned that you built an online platform, Andrew, and, I, and I, I've got to say, I, <laughs> I, I think I think I remember it's called Strawman.com. You're right. But I'll be, I get if I can remember what that what that platform does. Can you can you remind me? I can remind you. Yep, it's um, that be good. Right, feel free to write it down. Um, okay, hang on, I'll get a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't got one. yet oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'm sure I remember. I'll, I'll, uh, you'll I'll remember. You remember. There's no we're, chance I will forget.
0: We are a we're a private online investment club. That's right. That's and right. Uh, that, yeah, man. we get together, we share ideas, we test each others ideas so that's why it's called straw man and, and um, uh, yeah and and yeah the, the the idea the idea really being is that the you want to I don't know. I think a lot of people listening to this will understand that investing is a pretty lonely pursuit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your better halves and your friends are probably sick to death of you talking about this stuff because if, if, yeah. if they're not into it. So it's always nice to get together with some like-minded people and just sort of talk this sort of stuff mm-hmm. through, share some ideas. And we run we run these paper portfolios as well so people can kind of sort of, you know, wait. there's a lot of stuff on Twitter, for example, of people who have like make themselves mm. to be 10 times better than Buffett. Yeah. You you can't cheat the system with us here. If, if you've got a good track record, you've earned it. So that yeah, in a nutshell, that's what we're about.
1: Uh, yeah, I like it, mate. It's, it, you mentioned it's, let's go with more tangents. You mentioned investment investing being lonely. I kind of almost feel like it's worse than lonely because yeah. there's almost it can become a bit siege mentality sometimes. Yeah if you let it and, and that's kind of you know, I, I talk about psychology all the time and I'm not going to apologise nor am I going to stop so uh, listeners if you've made it this far <laughs> don't it. expect the stopping uh, well you're used to it by now one or the other it's Stockholm Syndrome at least at some point um, so <laughs> Just because there's that idea of what do they know that I don't know, and that can get you know when the share price falls, you kind of mm-hmm. think, oh, what am I missing? What do I know? And so another is that lonely, which is you get no feedback. Like loneliness is kind of like no feedback at all. Yeah. Don't they reckon the they reckon they reckon the opposite of love isn't hate, but indifference. Yes, yes. And I, I really like that, right? Because it's exactly mm. that idea of like if someone hates you, there's there's some emotion, there's some involvement, there's some engagement. Indifference is like just nuts. Nah. Yeah, And I kind of feel like that's, you know, it's, it's almost like that with, uh, with, with, it's not so much loneliness. I think it's just that idea of, you know, when things are going well, it's probably okay. And you can happily kind of feel like you're part of the in crowd everyone's making some money. But when you're not making money, when your shares are down, you're kind of, the, the world's against you. Yeah. It can really get siege mentality pretty fast. So I, Mate, I absolutely know what you're talking mis- about. Misery loves company, as the old <laughs> yeah, saying
0: it does, it says. Does. And it, it, it is, it is it isn't, it, I, this was never a part of, I, oh, I, I guess I just never saw it. But mm-hmm. what, what has been surprising has been the, the uh, collegiate sort of community, it, is, it there's a real sort of emotional support group that's that's sort of mm. there. And people, are, oh, should I do this? And then you get all kinds of different opinions. And again, we're not there to try and drive consensus. That's our biggest risk, actually, is group things. So we work very hard to sort of avoid that kind of stuff. But just having that sounding board, I'm not trying. <clears throat> I'm not trying to pitch anyone anything here. I just, I'd say, if you're an investor, it is always nice to try and hook up with other people that are. Going through the same kind of thing that you can sort of test ideas against, and who will be straight with yeah, you to yeah. sort of say, and "We we did this when we were working together, you know," and say, like, "Oh, Scott, I'm thinking of releasing this one as a recommendation," mm-hmm. and you'd spend the next hour like just crapping mm-hmm. all over it.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, hey, not I'm no, but I'm saying this. I'm saying occasionally this, it was a good idea. Oh, and, okay, sorry. yeah, but I'm saying it as a good thing, <laughs> and like even yes, if you yes, thought
0: yes. it was a good idea, that that yes. process mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. so valuable that the worst yeah. thing that you i mean the the most emotionally comforting thing yeah. is to have someone go oh god you're a genius that's brilliant <laughs> back up the truck right because you go, oh yeah it's brilliant and then we all convince ourselves they're our own yeah. genius but what it no you sense. you want someone in good faith <laughs> yeah. to sort of just just yes. to challenge yes. that idea just to make yeah. sure so if you're wrong you at least know where you're likely to be wrong and you know mm-hmm. what to, to look out for so yeah, if you can um, hook up, hook up with some 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 friends, whether it's like a meetup or even Twitter mm-hmm. for goodness' sakes, you know something where it's just sort of like you can expose yourself to the opposite view. Ray yeah. Dalio is someone I really admire. He he runs; he's one of the most successful hedge fund managers in in, mm-hmm. in all of history, and he's 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 very big on um, radical transparency and um, oh, what's the other word he uses? But if there's anyone in the organisation has the right um, to challenge him and his, mm, and his yeah. thinking, um, and not, you know, it's not just a manager saying this, they've got this whole pros, they've actually built a software application internally around all of this kind of stuff, because th- 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 you, the, uh, well, the way I put it is the best way to strengthen an idea is to challenge it. And you yeah. might still end up where you started from, but gosh, it's such a valuable process. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm obviously very big on, on that idea. Alright,
1: that's enough. That's enough free plugs for strawman.com. I'm not going to mention strawman. <laughs> I should ask anymore. you what I should ask you, you what have, the fool does. <laughs> you have mentioned strawman.com so many times. There's no more talking about strawman.com. <laughs> this private on investment club you keep mentioning. Uh the Motley Fool actually does well thank you for asking. Uh <laughs> this is for egregious plug. Terrible. Uh, we we make recommendations as you as you reference, mate, for our Happy Merry Band of capital F foolish retail investors, or uh, some other term you prefer rather than retail investors. What do you like? Self directed investors, I think, is your favorite Self-directed, term. Self directed, I love that term. There we go. Okay. Anything, uh, so, yeah, yes. anything except Normal retail investors. Like <laughs> yeah. Normal people, people actually want to make a quid investing and do it properly. Uh, we try and help with education and advice. Uh, I, I so the, the thing the thing my marketing team want me to say is we're all about giving you winning stock tips and that's absolutely true the thing I would rather say and will add to this and I think is actually more important is the education advice and hand-holding that we do exactly for the reasons you've just been talking about mate that, mm. that community idea we're not as community-ish as strawman.com we do have discussion boards mm. uh, but we do try and help our members through these sort of tough times that we've been having for the last 12 eight months particularly if you're a growth or tech investor I hate labels like that too by the way it's just, me too yeah. gotta hate uh, but, yep. you know, those are those are the stocks that are down, roughly kind of grouped together. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, look, honestly, I think as much as people join us for the stock tips, and they should, and we should be accountable to that, I, I hope that in the event the better value we provide is actually the advice and education, much like this podcast, by the way. Yep. Uh, but just, you know, that's, that's my passion i think helping people understand themselves understand their money understand how to invest better um to teach them how to fish thing yes we give you fish and 100%. you'll get a fish a month and that's hopefully great we hopefully make a lot of money for a lot of people mm-hmm. and some people like to just like you know, i don't want to learn i just want you to tell me what to do and i'll do it that's mm-hmm. great sure um but a lot of people are like you know what here's a fish by the way let me show you how we're, we're catching them and let's yes. let, let, you know let me tell you about the the river and the tides and the sun and i won't bother torturing the metaphor you get the idea so look yep. i have said before mate i reckon strawman.com and fool.com.au are Let's be, let's be a little less... Uh, I won't be humble. The very, very, very best uh, <laughs> websites on the internet when it comes to investing. So check them both out yeah, yeah. uh, if you would. Mate, um, let's go back to... Sorry. Let's go back to property because we kind of st- started there a little bit. Uh, I say we started there, you started there and took us off on a rant. Any conversation uh, but- <laughs> you start with me is going to end up <laughs> in one of a very few places and one of them is property. It really, really is. Um, <laughs> but the good news is if you are a seller not so good news if you're a potential buyer, and maybe arguably good-ish news for the economy, at least for economic stability, is numbers out on Wednesday morning when we're recording this suggest that the pace of decline seems to have moderated really significantly. Um, so I'll just do the data and then you can you can uh, give me some thoughts. Uh, the From peak, Sydney prices are down 11.3%, which is a heck of a fall all capitals this is just capital city data that um domain.com. you have uh, all capitals down 6.1% from the peak. Mm. Those are big deals. What's interesting though mate, the September quarter the country was down 4% quarter on quarter. Mm. But mm. the last quarter, the December quarter only 0.7%. The rate the, the pace of decline has fallen by, you know, more than three quarters. Hmm. Uh, Some will see that maybe the the shock was in the earlier quarters. Maybe this is just, you know, lack of interest, lack of buyers, some sort of stabilisation. By the way, this is fascinating too. Sydney down 11.3%, as I said. Uh, 6% for the September quarter, now down to only minus 2.1% for the December quarter. Get this, Darwin prices up 3.3%. Perth up 1.1%. Hobart up 0.6%. Adelaide up 0.2, Melbourne up 0.7. And so it's, I mean, obviously there's weight of data, weight of value there, and all that kind of stuff, and that's that's real. I'm I'm challenged. So I'll ask your general thoughts. I'll just share. I'm challenged by this data in, in a couple of different ways. Now, it makes sense that those property prices that flew too high fall hardest, the old Icarus problem. So mm-hmm. Sydney, yeah, no surprise. No, no uh, something Sherlock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll take take that for, for red. But I would have normally said to people, well, it makes well it does make logical sense. You and I know we've said a lot of times on this podcast, when when costs of debt go up, borrowing capacities come down almost by definition, right? Mm. A dollar of repayments doesn't go as far when more of it goes to interest than principal, so you can't borrow as much. That mm. that's just that's just maths one oh one. And yet, <laughs> when you see that Darwin prices are up three point three percent, actually year on year up one percent, mm. Perth is actually up six percent on December of twenty twenty one, before the RBA started increasing rates, and I'm, I am I am going to say I don't know what's going on. I will I will speculate that uh, Ross Gittins said that housing is a superior good. That is, we will divert other spending to housing because we just that's what we're like as humans, and maybe even more so as Australians. Mm. Um, what do you what? So I, I'll, I'll take any or all of that, mate. Prices down still down big from peaks in Sydney, but up in Darwin, up in Perth, up in Hobart, up in Adelaide, year on year, mm-hmm. despite rates being massively higher than they were this time last year. What's going on? Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels you can draw with the share market. I think
0: if, if you or I were talking about the All Ordinaries Index as opposed to this, we would probably say, so what? And I think we probably would, rightly so, because, mm. you know, one swallow does not a summer make. You know, it's sort of like things go up, they move down, and, and then everyone just takes that and extrapolates it. Oh, yep. down, down, Sydney down 2.1%. Oh, that's an annualized fall of 8%. Oh, that's slower yeah. than it was. It's over. And it's like, well, well maybe, but uh, you know, yeah. let's, let's not take one data point and run away with it too much. I'm not, I'm not trying to sort of say, actually, no, everyone should be super, super worried, but I just, yeah. I think let let's, 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 let's keep, keep in mind that it's already fallen a lot. The annualized pace in Sydney is still mm. 8%. Mm. Yeah. And okay. we still have forty something percent of, of mortgagees refinancing this year at, mm-hmm. at significantly higher rates. So I don't know if yeah. I'd be doing victory laps at exactly this point. Like, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, and again, it's it's not to try and I'm really trying hard, but it's it's not to try and sort of <laughs> preserve the bias here. Yeah. But yeah. but it's it's funny when I was reading the articles on, on in the fin on, on this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know, they're they're asking brokers agents and um uh Uh, they're asking the barber if they need a haircut. All of the people they reached out to for comment have very
1: strong incentives to <laughs> to 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 give yes. a, a a positive narrative here. and even subconsciously right they just want it to be true I think if you're you know whether whether someone's literally trying to make it true yep. deliberately consciously is one thing but even just the whole idea of oh gee I hope not and, and so because I hope not maybe I'm like this mate I've said before, I said before I'm a, I'm an optimist I'm a Pollyanna. If I see some data I'm gonna and not not how prices, I don't care about house prices particularly I mean I've got a home but you know I don't really care that much at on a personal level mm. um I just I just like things to be good. And so I, if you yeah. show me some data I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna absolutely find some reason to hope, some reason to be positive. So even subconsciously, that can be true.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. True. The other thing I would say. I mean, you already made the point that that. So if we were talking about the market, and we 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 have talked about this many times, the market is is <laughs> yeah. kind of pretty. Silly thing, really. It's yeah. it's actually two thousand two hundred individual <laughs> companies. Within that, yeah. you've got things that are just like the best thing since sliced bread, and you've got a long tail of like absolute rubbish. Yeah. True. Um. And so the, a lot a lot of nuance gets lost in in the average. Mm-hmm. So you know places that didn't have uh, yeah. as excessive valuations, and then you say, mm-hmm. well, they're up, or the, the pace of decline has slowed or It's flat. It's just like, well, yeah, that's what you would expect, right? It's like in a correction who gets hit hardest, the company that was on a price to sales of 50 or the company that was already on a price earnings ratio of 12, like obviously one gets hit hardest. I think there's a weighting issue here too, in the sense that Sydney and Melbourne combined close to half the population of the entire country live in those two places. And Mm. it's those two places, I think it's 45%, something like that, Mm. those two places, have absolutely uh uh had the 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 highest multiples whether that's price to income price to debt you know choose 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 your choose your favorite metric here they mm-hmm. sort of ran hottest and hardest for longest so um i don't if if you want to focus on where the majority of people are there's probably little solace for someone in uh the northern beaches of of sydney <laughs> yeah. that you know house prices in orange were we more stable so it's like well it doesn't yeah. you've yeah. you've got to focus on on your own market and what that yeah. means and the final point i would i would make is and you you just touched on it beautifully um then is that if you're a uh a, a homeowner that is you've mm-hmm. you've bought something because you want um shelter if you're in the property market, Andrew, one might say, the <laughs> property market. Now you're looking to buy a house, and then once you bought a house, you're no longer in the market. Okay, and you're certainly not on a ladder. You know, um, goodness gracious. But but oh, why 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 can you say that? Why can you say I don't <laughs> care what house prices do? Well, I think you can say I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you can say it yeah. for a, for a very sensible reason because you took on an amount of debt that you were very comfortable with. You thought that you could yeah. you could repay. Uh, even if even if times got a little bit tougher, and if prices were to drop, you know, whatever this year or next, yeah. or whatever, who cares? Like you're you you're you're you comfortably affording this house. You're going to probably you guys will probably be there for the next twenty years at least. Hopefully, uh, yep. You know, and, and it's if we like- sell, we'll
1: be buying something else in the same market anyway. So if it's up up then or down then, if I if I sell you a cares. million dollar house and buy a million dollar house, or I sell a hundred thousand dollar house and buy a hundred thousand dollar house. Who cares? It's the same same transaction, yeah.
0: It, make, it makes no difference. Now, yeah. if you're an investor, okay, yeah. that is very different. Yeah. Um, and 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 so you, I think it's it's important to tease those things apart. I mm-hmm. think what's happening. So what's again the analogy, The comparison here is with the share market. We all now look at what happened over the last year and go, well, of course. Things Mm -hmm. were ridiculous. Companies were being valued purely on on revenue multiples. No one cared about cash flow. No one cared about profit. The fundamentals were really ignored. It was all about Mm -hmm. long tail earnings, big narratives on on all these sort of uh, tech companies. And we look back in hindsight, maybe you and I might have been saying it ahead of time, but a lot of people (laughs) looking back and saying, oh, that... That was, yeah. that was kind of silly. So is this, is this an aberration that the market has fallen or is this something coming back to something that was always more sensible? Now, mm-hmm. if I contrast that with property, and again, I'm just looking at it from a purely uh, investment lens, and mm-hmm. you, are, um, you bought a house, maybe you borrowed uh, 90% of the value of that house, um, maybe the income that you derive from that place, once you account for costs, interests, and the rest of it, is is negligible. In in many cases, if you're negatively geared negative, I would say mm-hmm. that you, you're you you you're seeing it's the the voting versus weighing machine that Graham always talked mm-hmm. about. There mm-hmm. is a there is an economic fundamental reality at place that if your return comes purely from maybe this is going a bit far, but the, the greater fool <laughs> theory. In other words, but Buffett always said, you know, you should buy a business with the expectation that you won't be able to sell it for 10 years. Now, if you applied that lens to many property investors, it doesn't stack up because you're just losing money each year or you're not making, there's no yield on it. You mean you could sell your house and put it into mm. an ING high savings account yeah, and get right. 4%. But that's no, right. you've got all that money locked up in that, that after all yeah. expenses is, is, is zero or, or sort of negligible. So how do you make mm. your money? Mm. This is why we get turfed out every year because there, there is no money. We don't, all we do is help, help them tread water and they, they, get, they get to, if that, and then they get to yeah. a point and it's just like, well, hopefully sentiment has mm. increased hopefully credit and interest rates of you know, in- access to credits increase and the rest mm. of it, and then mm. I can flip it to someone else at a, at a higher multiple. We played that game on the share market recently and we've seen yeah, how that ends. That's
1: right, yeah. So they,
0: this is kind of the crux yeah. of my argument is, is that yep. at, at these kinds of valuations, particularly from a year ago, that's your bet. Your bet is mm. that the market will remain in a very buoyant mood, credit conditions will remain very, very favourable, and you'll be able to stay afloat until you're able to realize the, the gain mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that'll, again, I'm not saying that definitely won't happen, but geez, if it, if, if it doesn't happen, <laughs> you're, 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 you're sitting on the worst asset ever. You know, it, it, it's kind of like people laugh at crypto and, and rightly so. But it's like, what does it do? Is there's no yield? It's like, well, there's no yield in these things either. And it mm. it's sort of I'm banging my head against the wall here. <laughs> but I, I I find it hard to have too much sympathy for people who have plowed in on their is, this idea of there's no risk, it doubles every seven years, and yeah. it's an easy ticket to riches. And it's just like, yeah. no. The the if you want good returns, you are implicitly taking big risks. And if you're taking if, if your returns are not based in, in any way, shape or uh, form on the cash flows of that asset, then it's even more precarious. So yeah, I, I, I the, most of these mortgages haven't reset yet. And the RBA and every economist that I can think of is, is calling for higher increased rates. The APRA mm-hmm. buffer has been increased from two and a half to 3%. So they're taking, when, when lenders look at you, they're, they're taking um, interest rates and then they're adding 3%. And interest rates are already up three percent from where they were, and likely to go up. I don't know, suck your thumb, but but at least another percent or so, perhaps. Oh, potentially. Okay. So they okay. so, you, so you're now being tested on a nine percent mm. uh, repayment um, capacity. Whereas before you were being tested on a three percent, yeah, that's right. That's and right. and the, like, it's hard to do the maths verbally, but what that means in terms of your what you can afford is substantial. Mm. I think on if you look at average prices, average incomes, and all of that, the average first home buyer's um, borrowing capacity has dropped something like twenty eight percent. Right, um, that is massive. Yeah, and 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 again, people people are people, and 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 we've said it before. No one is well. Very few people are going into this. With a highly reasoned, well thought out view of of cash flows, they say, "I want a house. Go to the bank. How much can I borrow? That's how that's much perfect. I can borrow." Yep, and yep. that's what I do. Perfect. And I bid up to that amount until I can't bid, and and that's fine. Um, uh, so just on on those now, now it's not a question of what I would like to do. I wish I could do. It's just I just can't mm-hmm. do it because I don't have the access to to mm-hmm. to to um the credit. So I I, I remain. I remain bearish. I'm not saying things are going to drop 50% from here, but but I I find it I find it hard to see anything other than uh, continued falls on average. Um, and I, I think even in that article that I was referencing before, they said um, the the consensus view is is for 30% top to bottom. Um, right. And you know, 30%. And, yeah, I'm, sorry, Sydney in Sydney. Um, okay, so, no. I know. I know the. Um, I know the. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, Oh, I've gone blank. The guy in the AFR, they, they, he's that that was his base case scenario. I think even the RBA under certain assumptions have, have called for 25%. So again, look, forecasts are useless, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> nine times nine times out of ten. But I just I'd be careful if look sorry, mate, it's a long answer to your question. But if I was in the situation <laughs> and I had a rant in between, which is always it,
1: nice. So, <laughs> sure. so
0: we would say this with shares, right? We and we say it every week just because something has fallen doesn't mean it's cheap so it may have been super expensive and now it's just a little bit expensive so so Mm. what is value well value is determined independently of of whatever sentiment is it's based on what Mm -hmm. what you sort of expect for the future in terms of cash flows and the rest of it and i would i would make the argument that despite some pretty significant falls would you say 13 percent or so in sydney Mm -hmm. i would say that on on a lot of these um valuation approaches things still look a little bit stretched so by all means I'm not saying don't buy but just don't say it's cheap because it's down 13%. It's cheap if if you think that the cash flows that realistically can be expected justify it in a in a new normal of of higher interest rates and I, I just don't think mm. it is.
1: Fascinating fascinating. I um I don't think the falls will be that big. Uh, I'm interested in introduce it to, so we, our listeners have one big advantage over us, Andrew, which is that they know the inflation number that we don't yet know because we're recording this. It's now, uh, let's time set this specifically, 10.25am on Wednesday morning, the 25th of January. Uh, we are an hour away from the inflation numbers coming out. Uh, I'm, uh, there's uh, an interesting change in the, economic winds blowing the punditry which you can take for exactly what you want to take it for which is either much or not much um the uh, ubs was saying that the rba may not even increase in february yeah uh, on the basis that the rba said inflation in december quarter would be eight percent the current estimates are for 7.6 i think i saw mm. uh and so there's an argument that simply said i think a couple of economists now say only two more rate rises uh mm. before we we top out um so fascinating to see do you have a do you have a, a best guess I've said before. I think that they will pivot to
0: some extent. I think they have to. They have to. It's, 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 what do you want here? Do you want? Um, do you want to try and better control inflation, but absolutely destroy the economy? Yeah. Uh, what what what's what's your choice there, or do you want us to just mm-hmm. sort of m- or just just um, grin and bear higher inflation, but but try and keep the Ponzi going? And I, f- mm. I feel as though I feel as though they'll err to the latter. You're not is... really saying it's a Ponzi scheme. No, 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 no. Well, it does okay. kind of. Re- well, you know, to some extent, <laughs> it relies on it relies on new people, as I say, new people coming in with higher valuation So it's not technically, <laughs> but there are parallels. Someone said uh, uh, it's the
1: share market, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, it,
0: uh, yeah. To some extent, that's I look, I I I, I think for. For companies without mm, sort mm. of uh, cash flows, or certainly without mm. revenues, that's, that's that's exactly what what it is. But but I would but 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 here's the X factor, and this is what has put mud on plenty of otherwise smart people's faces: <laughs> is that they make and I as, as I have just done, they sort of make all these arguments. What they fail to uh, consider, and and um, hopefully I'm considering this, is uh, don't underestimate the capacity, the political will to 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 bail people out to stop And mm. so whenever this happens we see governments who want to be re-elected uh, or parties that want to be re-elected or elected promise whatever they can so they will change you know stamp duty to, to land tax they they will give first homeowners a bigger grant they will re- relax lending conditions they they will they will do all of these things so if if everything was status quo and and unchanged i think you can make a pretty strong case for 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 things falling further i'm really hyper aware that that's all true until you know the government comes out and says hey we're going to give everyone a million (laughs) dollars you know just to give a stupid example which is what they've (laughs) essentially done a lot of the you kick that can down the road Mm -hmm. because the 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 right decision the tough decision is just so politically unpalatable you, that uh, you you just you will do anything and everything you can yeah. to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I, awesome. yeah, I think I think that's 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 probably what will will make what I said before invalid. <laughs> but geez, but geez, that just again, be aware if you're going in or if you're considering and going in on a, a new property investment, just, just be aware that you kind of need something like that to, to, to sort of perturb mm. the free market. Um, yeah. you need some kind of command and control economic sort of policy to prevent that from happening because all else left, to, well, everything left to its own devices. I think
1: it just, mm. it just the mass
0: just gets very, very, very high.
1: It'd be fascinating, mate. I, I, I've said before, uh, in the eighty, early, early 80s, in the US in particular, um, Paul Volcker, the then US Fed Chair, not only put the economy into recession, but kept increasing rates during said recession. So I, I am less sure than you are that they're not going to be a little more bloody minded than, than maybe you might be suspecting. Uh, now, it doesn't mean anyone's Paul Volcker, let alone Paul Volcker, is no longer with us. Uh, but... Um, you know, it, it, there is some precedent of saying, "Well, yep, we're actually," not, and you know, we talk about wrecking the economy. Those are those are kind of inflammatory-ish words. Uh, but yeah, causing causing serious damage on the way through. If that that was Volcker's decision, was this sucks, high rates suck even more. Sorry guys, it's going to get worse economically before it gets better. Yeah. Um, he literally did that. I, I won't say deliberately. Not like he chose to create that outcome uh, because he wanted it, but he chose to create the outcome because he felt that the the economy needed it. So yeah. we will see. I i. They're talking a good game. They're talking a Volckerish game right now. Maybe they blink uh, in the face of, they of will. other circumstances, but we will see. They will,
0: and this sort of shows you how independent things really. Are. I mean, they are technically, mm. but it just it's it's hard for them to ignore the political reality. Lowe's come out and said he wants to be re-elected. Right, he wants another term. Reappointed, yeah. Reappointed, sorry, yeah, exactly. Yep. It's not elected. Um, <laughs> That's another rant. Um, uh, <laughs> so what do you do? Do you, do you are you yeah. the guy that everyone hates? You're not gonna get yeah. you're not gonna get reappointed under those kind of conditions.
1: You should though, of course, right? I I, I don't know. I, I I'm I sp- I was more Pollyanna than you and more optimistic. I'm I'm going to assume they're gonna do the right thing regardless, but we will know. We will see. No chance. Will Can see.
0: I do? Speaking of uh uh <laughs> economists, there's a really great one I saw this is in the US is an economist called Paul Krugman. Krugman. Yes. Um, I I don't have a lot of regard for him. Uh, uh, But he had this... He just got hillary on on twitter he came out and said because in u.s inflation figures were out he goes you know if you just strip out food shelter and um fuel actually inflation's coming down and i just thought to myself only an only an ivory towered economist could say that with a straight face you know like oh yeah well let's think about the things i really need food shelter and fuel and if i but if i take that out actually it's not that bad like You idiot! How tone deaf! How tone deaf do you have to be? Did you see some? There was actually something in the um, that's pretty good. uh, I I forget what publication it was, but obviously CPI. We'll talk about it next week. But um, (laughs) basket of goods, basket of goods gets changed all the time. Of course, cost cost of living hedonic, (laughs) cost of living. Um, uh, They what? I I forget the the uh, some think tank or whatever. What what they did Mm -hmm. was they looked at prices just at Coles and Woolies. So yeah. forgetting at everything else. And of course, the, in, the inflation rate there was like 10 point something percent or something. Du- mm-hmm. you know, around double digits kind of, kind of figure. And I think that's really telling a, a, as well. I don't think you need some, you know, stuffy economist to tell you that mm-hmm. your groceries are more expensive and not like a little yeah. bit. Like, that's a lot. Now, yeah. now tell, tell me what you think. Again, you've got a more optimistic, less cynical view, say. But let's mm-hmm. say inflation gets un- back under control. Do you ever see those prices going back down again?
1: No, they won't. They well, won't. yeah. So, so look, energy, pet, pet, energy, oil, fruit and veg, generally volatile. Other mm. costs, absolutely no chance.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I think even if they find themselves in their position with their input costs reducing a little bit. You're not yep. going to be passing
1: that on as much as you can. I mean, Correct. their job
0: is to maximise profits. So, with, with the know. exception
1: that where markets work, there will be a natural ratcheting down of someone wants the business at some point. Once, yeah. once, once supply demand, you kind of balances. I, I wouldn't miss some, some costs will probably come down actually, mate. I mean, you know, lumber will come down, or something else will come sure. down. Sure. Whoever wants the business badly enough will get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, can I say I don't want a recession, no. but part of me is looking forward to actually being able to get a tradie sometime within six months <laughs> yeah. if if things slow down a little bit. You know, yeah. I can not get a bloke to fix my garage roof. I literally cannot get someone. Yeah. I can't just, yeah. I, and so, you know, part of it is like, well, let's have a recession. I can get some bloody <laughs> stuff done around the house. So I know that's, I'm sort of cruel. Well, we, we've, had,
0: we've had, we've had, we don't own the house, but we've had it, the agents send around um, some people yeah. to do some few things. And they basically just yeah. sit in it's like, nah, yeah. not worth my time. And think, wow,
1: business yeah. is good. They drive off in their brand new truck Titleist, that paid yeah, for yeah, by, yeah. by yeah. the taxpayer. That's exactly my issue, right? Wow. I, I, had, I had three guys say, no, I'm not going to bother coming to quote. And the fourth guy came, I probably told this story because he was a new... Apparently, the third guy I called, I said, man, who else can I call? I said, oh, this bloke should start. He's, he's pretty new. We might have some vacancies. I called him. He came and quoted and then just didn't bother getting back to me. Nah, it's, it's like, dude, it's like, business like, is you good. spent the time quoting. Yeah, there's as much quote. chance as getting a real
0: estate agent to oh. call you back on a rental at this <laughs> point in time. There is
1: that too. <laughs> there is that too. Oh, mate. Motley full Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter
0: at fool.com.au forward slash listener.
1: Let's go to, uh, just stay with Governor Lodges for a second because he, it, you, you and I saw what he said during the week. He said he wants us all to take a pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't really, did he? It was a great headline, though. I like, you uh, know, I immediately I, saw red. Like you see what you right? want to see, exactly. Yeah. And Twitter was all about that. And the people yeah. hadn't read the article on Twitter, same thing. Oh, he would say that. Is he taking a pay cut? Yeah. And I, 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 the, I got to <laughs> apologise to the Canberra Times. I saw this. I saw the tweet. And it was a twi- camera Times headline. I don't have a subscription, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to join up just to do that. So I didn't. But I thought, come on, he can't have serious. Like of all people, Lowe's not stupid enough. He wanted to be that. He's not a politician. He's not a salesman. But he's not stupid enough to say you should have a pay cut. Mm. Turns out what he actually said was he reckons pay increase should be limited to four percent, mm-hmm. which is not terrible. Pretty mm-hmm. good actually. Mm-hmm. Which. And then the headline writer—it's well, pretty—it's it's, it's a writer pay. Just,
0: so just to clarify, that is that is still a pay cut in real terms. In, a, in infl- if was, inflation is above four percent, it's a pay cut. So anyway, and that's anyway.
1: how the headline writer managed to twist it into saying, "Governor Lowe said we all should take a pay cut," yes, which is yep. just you know seriously. I I don't know, mate. I I our friends needed work hard. The sub editors who choose the headlines don't always do them any favors. Uh, whether the article writer of the journal would have chosen that as a headline not as an open question maybe they did maybe they chose it themselves uh, but it's a pretty clickbaity headline isn't it when it's not actually representing anything like the truth oh job um, done
0: it worked right article no, went yeah. viral so
1: Didn't it? To, to, you
0: know again show me, show me on, the incentive and I will show yeah. you the outcome the incentive is to get clicks so you don't write something very tame and boring, because <laughs> you're that's out of right. a job. Right.
1: No one's. Capitalist on, says we actually have four percent more. Oh, that, okay, cool. That's nice. brilliant. Awesome.
0: I mean, that yeah. that, that guy yeah. is, you know, a guy or girl Seriously. is be getting shouted drinks for the next <laughs> six months based on the headline. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You
1: know, yeah. You get the senior, senior, sub editor this time next year. Look at all the headlines I wrote. They got all the clicks. Yeah. All right, you can have a you can have a look, job.
0: Look, Lowe's entitled to yeah. an opinion, and he's and he's and he's put it out mm, there. Mm. But it's kind of like it's irrelevant in the, in the mm, sense mm. that there is no employer in the world. Um, certainly yeah. not in Australia. Who goes? yep, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it for the country. No, you don't. Yeah, I, I mean, every, everyone is acting in their own mm-hmm. self-interest, I and mean, just, yep. just, this is the, the genius totally of, of the capital yep. system, oh, the capitalist yep. system, right? And and, and so, th- whether times are good or bad, it is only rational for an employer to pay the bare minimum that they they can. Now, I would argue that there are huge value in in paying a decent wage because of you know. Uh, uh, culture attracting good people—you get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, but, but they still to whatever's the minimum they can pay to achieve a, a, a quality <laughs> motivated workforce. That's that's the minimum mm-hmm. that they will pay. So, no one out there is changing their wage policy. Based on the utterances of a of a central bank governor. Now, I don't think. Well, no, but to be fair to Lowe, I don't think he's suggesting. He's, someone asked him to think. Well, I I, I think this, but it's it's yeah. shouting into the wind. People, yeah. the, these 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 are thousands and th- tens of thousands of individual uh, people making individual mm-hmm. choices that mm-hmm. best reflect their situation. And if a lot of if if a lot of people have to pay increases of more than that to retain their staff, they will because they have to. So it's kind of like. You know, would that be nice? Yes. Do you have any influence or control over that? No, you don't. And and what will
1: happen is what will happen, and it will happen for very sort of just natural, organic reasons. Mate, um, I, uh, just one quick last one on inflation. You mentioned uh, the the, the pork crewman comment, which is uh, I hadn't heard, but is funny. Um, <laughs> I will say though and I don't know how I haven't I haven't studied past inflationary outbreaks in enough detail. Frankly, the last big one, as I said, was the early '80s. So it's a long time between drinks, and mm. I'm not sure what data was or wasn't available at that point. But um, it is particularly insidious this time around. Not only is inflation high, but the highest components of inflation are those food, energy, and shelter, which are yeah. um, j- just the, the the least able to be avoided. Uh, and and frankly, because they're non-discretionary items, are more likely to be a larger proportion of people on lower income budgets yeah. so it's, it's 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 more brutal than that than air quotes normal if everything goes up three percent okay your food goes up three percent so does your so does your bolly and your mm-hmm. you know caviar okay well fine mm. um you choose to have less bolly and less caviar mm. but you know when when food shelter and energy goes up and it's already a massive chunk of people on uh, the spending of people on low incomes uh it's just it's even it's even more impactful on low income earners than it is on higher income earners oh, proportionally absolutely. for yeah. exactly that reason which Excellent. is just brutal and, and then look, people. A lot of people will will
0: will just roll with the punches because they have to. Mm. Um, but but what it does sort of suggest is that there will be cuts elsewhere in the discretionary side of things. Mm. Uh, we'll get onto retail sales in a moment, which is sort of at odds with with that sort of prognosis. But if, if things do get worse, it's not as mm. though uh, necessarily great swathes of the population are on the street, but mm. but. A lot of the so we're a very big service economy, or you know, there's a lot of discretionary spend in, in what we do. As is the case with a lot of developed sort of countries. People will be pulling back on the pedicures. People will be pulling back on the weekends away. People on the things that that they can pull back on, they will pull back on, not necessarily because of some financial newfound prudence, but because actually once they pay for the food, shelter, and fuel, there's just not as much left over anymore. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. That is that is. And yes, these are volatile items, and yes, they might come uh, back a little bit. Um, that's that, that's all very true, but it does. You know, it's it's um. You, you, what am I trying to say here? Things, things, things in one part of the economy can have very big impacts on another part. Such is such Great. is the nature of things
1: correct mate let's get let's get to back to investing um, and actually still kind of macro-ish but, but investing related and, and important I've got some thoughts I'm sure you've got some thoughts uh, you, know, you said to me you said to me before the program hey let's talk about tech layoffs and we were going to do this last week we're out of time um, there are some big tech layoffs that continue the last one I saw was Spotify I think a couple of days ago laying off 6% of yep. their global workforce Um. I think every, almost every tech company worth its salt has been throwing people onto the under the employment scrap heap in the last few months. The Spotify CEO saying, "Yep, was my fault. Mm-hmm. I overestimated the sort of growth we could get, and I resourced that growth potential. Didn't happen, so now we've got too many people. You're going to have to go." Yeah, uh, that seems to be the story. I am going. Like I'm an Amazon shareholder, so I put that on, on on the record. And I might be being too kind. So you tell me that I'm being too kind if I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why a business like Amazon, which if hires people particularly factory know, factory, distribution center workers and that kind of stuff they you know you're to, to whatever extent that amazon is not already using robots you know the, the number of hands per box moved does feel to me like a reasonably one-to-one relationship at some point right mm-hmm. if you if your demand drops off by 15 percent after covid then you, know, you probably don't need those people who are literally working you know, in a factory or DC moving those boxes. In fact, there's some talk, Amazon might close some of those warehouses, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, can, I can give them half a pass mark for literally if they're just a bit like, a bit like seasonal workers, right? David Jones hires more, more kids, at, you know, uni students and high school schoolers at Christmas. You get a Christmas job and then you go because that's just, you know, Christmas, you need more people. Mm-hmm. But a business like Spotify, a business like I don't know who else has been doing it. Google's been doing it. Um Elon Elon got numbers. the ball rolling with Twitter. Yes, yeah, yeah well yeah. They reckon up to eighty five percent of Twitter's employees have been fired. Have you seen that number? Yeah, well seems too much to be reasonable, but I don't know Elon, well, Elon.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of opinion on, on the quality of the bird site since then. <laughs> and I think it's probably fair to say that things have gotten a bit worse, but it's still running. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. guess that, that Yeah, that's right. So was there oh, it's a horrible term, mm-hmm. fat to trim? Probably. Yes. Uh, the jury's still out on whether too much was cut. Here's yeah. here's that. There's this wonderful saying in the commercial world, and I wrote about this for members last week. Was that no one ever cut their way to greatness?
1: I love that saying. You know, and it's a lot of times. Yeah. It's
0: so true. Like if, if you're at the point where you're aggressively cutting costs, that might help you survive, and you may not have any choice. Okay, fine, but it's not going to make you a better business. Yeah. So it's only think about it this way: the only companies that have any material costs that they can cut without, here's the important part, impacting future
1: growth, <laughs> yeah. are those
0: with the most bloated cost structures. It is yeah. a tacit admission of previous ill-discipline. Mm. You know, and, and it, it irks me. It's one of the many things that hurt me. You see companies <laughs> talking about it, but one of them, it, you know, is that, oh, we're mm. just going to do this. Well, I would say that the great companies run lean even in the best of times. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't, don't wait until you have to. Why have you got all these excess unnecessary costs? So there's, there's the first point. The other one here is you'll see a lot, expect this in the coming reporting seasons, you'll see lots of one-off costs, one-off costs removed. So there'll be underlying earnings reported a lot. Mm. Why is that? Well, you you can't just show people the door, Uh, particularly in Australia, their redundancy and restructure expenses, they're significant. Right, it costs real money, um, yeah. and so companies are Well, on an underlying basis, we made this much because look, we don't have all these staff costs anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you had to pay everyone these massive, you know, yeah. pay out long service yeah. leave, and oh, yeah, you know, I did, did. These are, these are huge costs. And the other thing is that I, I alluded to before, even and I've got companies that have been running on a cash flow negative basis for a while, mm. and for the main part, I'm actually not upset with that. Because it's not, it's not a. Co- I, I think the word cost is probably not the best one. There, these there are a lot of these costs, such as R and D, such as marketing, um, such as such as new offices and employees, mm-hmm. and that are actually investments because you're 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 sowing the seeds for future growth. Um, you talked about Amazon. I mean, they're insane growth. Was enabled by the fact that they spent like crazy in building out um, their 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 resources and their assets to give them the mm. capacity to grow. Mm. If Jeff Bezos from the day one was only focused on being profitable, Amazon probably isn't the
1: business it is today. Um, There's probably someone else who who were prepared it, to do it. By the it's way, probably a, it's probably a very a very profitable very small bookseller yes selling books to american consumers in the 50 largest cities in the country absolutely and it's i want to say very profitable i mean percentage-wise it's probably and it's probably yeah, it's great great business model right so it's probably it's probably doing very nicely it's probably making 25 percent net margins yeah uh and the business is probably what a 50th of its market cap oh uh, at least you know yeah and and yep. and look We've got to be careful not to generalize
0: too much here. A lot of companies yeah. use this as cover where they have terrible cost discipline and it's actually <laughs> getting very poor rates of return, but they'll say trust me we need to spend this because it's going to be great. So, <laughs> it doesn't mean just because you're spending yeah. a lot of money on growth yeah. initiatives that it, that, is, that it is justified, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can say without without any shadow of a doubt that if you are cutting back on growth initiatives, it will impact future growth. So, I would say for a company that has the capacity, look, you might not have a choice. So, like, some com- or every company faces its own set of challenges, and some tough decisions are unavoidable because you've just got no choice. But if you've got a business that has uh, a good balance sheet, lots of cash, they might not be as profitable as they were, but they're still they're still keeping their head above water, and they have very very high conviction. In in some of their initiatives, I say spend the money, spend the money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 you're this is what Buffett talks. This is why Berkshire doesn't pay a dividend. They keep it because they they say leave it with us because we will get a much greater return than than you would if 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 you've got it. And actually, that's that's fifty years of plus years of history saying, yep, pretty good. Should 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 I look? If I need some cash, I'll sell some shares. But otherwise, Uncle Warren and Charlie, go for it. You know, take yeah, keep yeah. the money and reinvest it. So the, I'm just. I'm just aware, I'm, I, the way I summed it up in the article was beware management teams that shift the narrative to suit the latest market fashion. The, <laughs> the, the fashion of 12 months plus ago was growth at any cost and, yep. and that's what was rewarded. The fas- every single CEO we've spoken to recently is we're cutting costs, we're cutting costs, we're cutting costs. Some of them need to, um, others are doing it because it's trendy. And, and I think, no, 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 that's that, I know that's what the market wants, but stuff the market. You know, you should be doing what is best for the long-term um, value creation of the business. And if, if you're not spending money that you could support and, and sustain to make this year, this quarter look good, but in two years' time, you're going to be a fraction of the growth that you would otherwise enjoy, that is absolutely the wrong move. Yep.
1: Hundred uh, percent, mate. You have you have absolutely been inside my head because those were exactly the two points I was going to make. I okay. think, uh, you know, fools seldom differ,
0: as they say. <laughs>
1: exactly. A uh, no, I think I think it's a it's a really really important one, mate. And you know, the the businesses that can smooth their earnings by cutting costs in, in when times get tough are businesses that were spending too much money when things were good. Yep. And so often we give management credit for cutting costs when things are tough. And yeah, that like, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But to have those costs there in the first place, I think is a bigger evidence of mismanagement. Yep. So you you look at a business, I would rather I would and, and, and you and I fall into this trap before, mate, and we I think I still do. I won't put I won't put you in this one, but you know, we look at stability of earnings. We look at, you know, those you know, we call it the earnings staircase and look, they just go up so consistently and so well. And and part of me wants to go you know, the, the kind of nerdy OCD part of me is like, oh, that's a really smooth, nice line. Look how mm. good they are at this. Mm. This is really, you know, it looks good. It's physically, visually appealing. It's pleasing. I want to like that. Mm. But I've got to say, mate, the other part of me is like, oh, that's, you know, even the best CEO, to think they can be that smooth and that good every single time, no matter the external pressures, no matter the circumstances, the market costs, all that kind of stuff. There wasn't a single year where they managed to save a lot of money mm. or mm. A single year where they managed to sign up some unusually large number of customers before falling back again mm. you know and, and i've got to say like i own shares in black in Blackmores, they got smashed because they sold the daigoo the shares went through the roof the daigoo tray fell away the shares went down again mm. Mm. and you know most investors would say no thank you we should be saying hey guys really well done for maximizing the revenue when you had the chance yep. you had a one-off opportunity for a couple of years there Mate, fantastic! You guys banked so much money. This was wonderful. Yeah, you did a really great job. Congratulations! You know, the share price went mad because other investors got carried away and then got too despondent. And somewhere in between there is the reality. Um, uh, you know, but but I think I I rather a business like that than a one that just looks really nice. General Electric, famously, we under Jack Welch, mm. just had this great. You know, they'd always beat earnings estimates by a penny, as they say in the in the U.S. Why? Because Walsh made damn sure they did, mm. regardless of what actually was happening in the fundamental business, and mm. then the whole thing fell apart. Yep. And you know, it wasn't just because of earnings management; there were other issues for, for GE. So I don't want to, I don't put too fine a point on this one, but for that company in particular. Mm. But I just reckon if you know if your management team can cut costs so easily, as you say, either they had too much cost in the first place, or they're humming the future growth. And we see that, like the, we talked about tech before, mm. every tech company is now managing for profit. I reckon if you add up the foregone growth from this sector because of those cuts i I, net net investors will be poorer over the next five years because ceos are slavishly whipsawing back to whatever the market says it wants Mm. and you're absolutely right to say to those people when you speak to them hey guys pull your heads in Mm. maximize long-term value i don't care what happens in the meantime that's that's your job and yet every i was gonna say every single CEO that was going to be hyperbole Mm. a lot of ceos We'll be saying right now. Oh no, market doesn't want that. We better look after the share price. We better do this. Yeah, I I could all but guarantee that's going to harm the long term. If you'd have let CEOs do their thing, they will have created more value than they will now because they pulled in their horns trying to please the short term market machinations. Which frankly, they should know better because the market's not going to remember how nice they were in three months' time when they want to go and do something else. It's yep. it's it's madness, isn't it? There's a there's a good follow I'll recommend on Twitter um,
0: at. Secret CFO, the secret CFO. Uh, he's, he's really great. He, he's um, uh, I don't know who he is really, but he's uh, supposedly a corporate um, CFO. But he right. he does all these great threads on on uh, how easy it is to to manage the financial statements <laughs> period to period, and yep. there's a lot of there's a lot of leeway there. So you you know management teams are hyper aware of what narrative the market prefers and they can deliver. Mm. There's a lot of wiggle room to massage things. I'm not talking about any, I'm certainly not saying anything about fraud or anything like that, mm. but just absolutely um, uh, yeah. legal things that you can do mm-hmm. to make your numbers look really good. And, yeah. and there's a huge incentive and temptation to do that because the market will reward you for it. But, but yeah. the, best, the best management teams look beyond all of that kind of stuff. And, and I think even more important than that, they're very, very, very clear with shareholders from the get-go that, hey, this is what we're going to do. It's like, I know that um, we did it at the four, I know you guys do it now, um, when, when the market's running hot, all the, all the correspondence to, to your members are, yeah, it's really great, it's not always going to be like this. You know, it, as opposed to, aren't we geniuses? Expect us to do this every year, which is what everyone else sort of does. And exactly. and you know, it's so alluring and it's so tempting because you will make mm-hmm. some some hay while the sun shines briefly on, on, under those kinds of under those conditions. But you get the customers, you get the clients, you get the shareholders that you deserve. And when you look at some of um, some of the better sort of CFOs out, uh, management teams out there, it's it's usually companies that have huge insider ownership. Family businesses, very long term focus. They're just absolutely clear with you what they're doing and why they're doing it. And if, 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 I actually think if you're a good communicator and you've got good track record on the rest of it, then the shareholders should reward you to sort of, if you say, listen, we had a, we're, we're going to, our profits going to, or our, our free cash flow is going to be materially lower, or even potentially negative this year, but hey, this is why we're going to do that. I think that is to be applauded rather than just bending to whatever, whatever which way the wind is blowing.
1: Yep. I agree, mate. And, uh, and I just, you know, investing, you know what? We, we, we kind of, I'm partly saying, so, everybody can invest, we can all do it ourselves and we can. Uh, but we also spend a lot of time in this podcast, hopefully lifting a few lids here and just giving you some things to watch out for because mm. it is so seductive to say these earnings are really stable and normal and look how great this business is. And sometimes they are. Uh, but be, be a little bit sceptical. If this has helped you think a little bit more about, you know, volatile earnings, you know not volatile earnings for the sake of it. And sometimes volatile earnings are just simply straight out bad because they're just rubbish businesses. But if it's, if it's the right business being run the right way by people who are trying to maximise long-term value, that arguably, and I, I say arguably almost by, because uh, I'm obliged to rather than because I think it, but arguably that, uh, that should tell you there's a, a better business there, the one that seems like a better air quotes business because of some fancy man- earnings management that makes it look much better than it is right it's yep. the uh, the icing on top of the cake make sure you're looking at the cake itself to, to use a horrible metaphor 100%. Mate, let's finish let's finish quickly just with a, a quick touch on retail mate because um, every single retailer over the last three weeks two weeks has just turned in astonishing numbers JB Hi-Fi Super Retail David Jones uh, help me out Maya, Maya. Most recent one mm. uh, Maya stars up 25% <laughs> yeah um, wow which is just phenomenal mate and So a couple of things quickly from me. We haven't got that much time, but a couple of things quickly from me. Uh, So first thing, uh, be careful of the base effect. Yes. So growth on last year, it has been, I've said this before, 2019. And the 2019 financial year, not even the full year, year ending 30 June 2019, which was like 14 lifetimes ago, Mm. um, was the last year we had clean numbers from which to compare business growth. Mm -hmm. Because early 2020, COVID hit. Then you had the Delta wave, then you had the Omicron wave. And then, you had people catching up on spending from the last time, so even recent spending won't be, a, a, you know, a fair comparison. The 2023 financial year isn't a reasonable comparison because we, because we got, you know, catch up spending. We're depleting savings rates, all that kind of stuff. So much going on. So be careful of the base effect. Second one from me. Um, I think I used to hate Maya. I now just mildly dislike it uh, mm. as an investment, uh, not because the share price is up, though it is, uh, but because they have done a really good job and actually finding a sales channel online mm. that's working for them mm-hmm. uh i don't know what the numbers are now mate but myers during the pandemic djs i think and myers online such about a quarter of their total sales mm. now if you think about that you've got a one warehouse that warehouse sends stuff to massive massive store footprint you know outlets right around the country mm. uh which are just horrible 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 businesses the, the physical Dave jones and Myers store are awful businesses mm. but the online business. That's a pretty attractive one, and it's getting bigger. And I'm going to say, mate, if anything saves Meyer and DJs, it may just be that online business. I, you know, I can see a future where online is 75% of Myer's sales, and they have six stores, one in each of the big capital cities, and that'll be it, right? Mm. Uh, and, and that might actually be a profitable and successful business. It's certainly a better business model mm. than the current one. So I wouldn't rule out. That's why I only mildly dislike it rather than hating it because they've actually shown that online could be their saviour. Whether they know it or not, it's probably an open question. Whether they realise that or not, I don't know. Uh, But that's been amazing. The other thing is, uh, I don't love orthodoxy. I don't love common opinion. It's the whole, you know, when everyone's thinking the same, no one's thinking problem. But the general view is that last year was good because people were doing the revenge spending, spending down the money they've got, all that kind of stuff. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, just, I would just be careful to not extrapolate that necessarily. Maybe you can, by the way, mm. but I'd be careful about extrapolating that into the future. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think the department stores have got their act together, but man, did they take a long time? <laughs> yeah, didn't they? So, and this is this, you know these yep. big incumbents. You know, they, what's the saying? Uh-huh. You whistle as they walk past the graveyard, or <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. it, it, it's this like it is twenty twenty three. You know, and yep. finally, the yeah. online strategy is is starting to to uh, pay off. They could have absolutely dominated that online space had they once, yeah. once once the reality of the internet yep. was here and like again it's 2023 it's not, not a new invention um <laughs> and they went hard and fast and 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 well on that but no, in ours online it's not they didn't take it seriously uh mm. and then when they started to sort of put effort into it they did a really bad job and anyone who's been i haven't been mm. recently but i know a couple of years ago i went to Buy something online and just mm. such an awful experience. Certainly, nothing like you know what a Kogan or a, a, a Amazon or something. The, the the user experience is is vastly, vastly, vastly uh, in, inferior. or At least it, it was. So, hopefully, they've got the 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 chance to sort of build it up. But they're now building it up in a much more competitive market with a lot of people who have enjoyed first mover, earlier mover advantages. Yeah. yeah. Shareholders, you know, would have bought this ten years ago at three fifty. And watch their shares mm. go mm. all the way to mm. what was it, sixteen cents? Mm. Um, okay, yep, yeah, it's great, up. Great. It's up a lot from now, but yep. all of that wealth destroyed because they were too comfortable yep. in their dominant position and they, they weren't hungry, they weren't forward-thinking enough. This, this is exactly the point we were making before. They didn't do any investment. They had mm. all the cash flows mm. in the world for the same reason that the that the newspapers should have been the ones to transition <laughs> yeah, to online right. classifieds.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, but yeah. no,
0: that's not serious. Yeah. No one's going to do it. And now they're irrelevant. And now they're re- entirely relying on clicks. The business model's changed. Journalists, mm. Journalism's been hollowed out all that's because right. they didn't take it seriously. So. Again, you've got to invest for the future. You've you've, mm. you've got to. Whenever you're at the head of the pack, you know. Um, what's they saying? Um, if if you if you go for the king, you best not miss or something. You make a play for. The, you, you, right. Uh, <laughs> in in the death in, or glory. Death or glory. You know they 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 could have. Not saying it was a guarantee, mm. but I think you can imagine at the time, it's like, hey, we're going to spend millions and millions and millions building up this this uh, online thing and i can imagine a lot of shareholders going oh what does that mean for my dividends and oh, it's, it's not good and you know it's not it's 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 not even that big a market. Why are you bothering? It just you need those people who again looking beyond the current reporting season or the next one and thinking, no, here is the new reality of the world. The internet is here it's only getting bigger more and more sales are going to go online we have huge advantages in terms of our cash flows in terms of our stock and our Mm, warehousing mm. and all the rest of it and they completely completely made an absolute farce of it maybe now they've turned the corner um but Mm, mm. but again it's going to be a lot harder to do it now than it was 10 years ago and just, just there's a lovely business lesson in
1: all of that i think and that is a wonderful point to finish. Will you come back and join me on Sunday? Absolutely, wouldn't miss it. We will do a mailbag. But until then, have a wonderful weekend and full on. Cheers.
0: The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at full.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.